Hello and welcome to Capital Yarns, the podcast. My name's Sean Costello and I'm the author of the short stories that turn into audio versions on this podcast. The premise, if you're not familiar with it, is fairly simple. Each uh, story features three items that's been nominated by someone, usually via social media, but sometimes email and even in person. And I must ensure that all three items feature in that story set in Canberra. The story we've got today, I think, is fairly fitting for the time of year we're in. It's it's late January here in uh, Canberra, Australia, and we're heading up towards Australia Day, a national holiday that commemorates the arrival of European European settlement here in Australia. And so not a holiday without its controversy. And while the story I'm about to read to you wasn't necessarily written uh, with Australia Day in mind, I think it's quite a fitting one. Uh, as I said, it's a somewhat controversial topic in Australia, but remains, uh, remains the day that we commemorate Australia Day. I hope you enjoy it. It's called Tagwanong features three items nominated by Mel via Facebook. She really hinted at three items that talk about modern or near modern life in Canberra, but you'll you'll see that I took them in a slightly unusual way. Uh, they were horse adjustment paddocks, skates alive, which for those not familiar with the south of Canberra was or is, perhaps it still is, uh, a skating rink in the south of Canberra in the Arendale area of Tuggeranong, and Kingsley's Chicken, which is another Canberra institution, uh, a business that, um, as its name suggests, sells cooked poultry goods of various varieties, uh, and probably more famous even for their chips and gravy. And so obviously this brought back some memories for me. I grew up in Tuggeranong, not far from Skates Alive, uh, and certainly consumed plenty of Kingsley's products in my youth. But as I said, uh, despite the implication that those are fairly modern items i took this story in a slightly different way see what you think it's called togranong uh, which is the more traditional spelling of the aboriginal word used for this area of canberra togranong at first i was nothing then i was something windswept and dusty there wasn't much to me just rock and dirt but it was exciting to be something. And then the grass came, at first tiny little sprouts, searching out from me towards the hot sun above, burrowing their roots within me, searching for water far below. Slowly, these first few buds grew healthier. They grew into thick, lush grass, yarn daisies and native raspberries. Now I am bush, Proud yellow box and red gums rise from my dirt. The hot sun still beams down, but the trees find moisture nonetheless. Rivers nearby, with water far below me, are found. Trees drink greedily from them. New animals rely on me to survive. Small ones at first, making their first tentative steps from the water. Then kangaroos, wombats and more. Now there are humans too. At first they are my favourite animal. They call me Tidbinbilla and Biragai and Togranong. Sometimes it is hot, but they still call me Cold Plains. They are my caretakers. We lived together in harmony for many thousands of years. The animals, the humans and I. 
These humans know they must only take from me what they need. They farm me using fire sticks and carefully fish from my rivers. They love me. Then some other humans arrive. These humans are different and treat me strangely. They clear my trees to graze different animals. First James, then William and John build a place called Lanyon. Then more and more come, growing strange things and raising strange animals. Some of these go feral, killing my old animal friends. These new humans love change. Soon the farms and strange animals are gone. New things take their place. Small huts and small houses, then large buildings. They build and destroy and build again. They think they are smarter than the old ones. For a long time they don't even treat the old ones as real people. These new ones think they know better. But they are wrong when it comes to me. I still love all the human children. Black, white and everything in between. They remain my most favourite animal of all. They smile, laugh and giggle. As they get older, humans seem to forget how to do such things. I like one particular girl more than any other. She is different. She is important. Her name is Amy. She has dark hair and brown eyes. Her father is of the old people. Her mother of the new. She understands the old ways, but lives amongst the new people. I feel this is important. Amy loves me in the ways of the old people. She can tell there is something wrong. Her aunties teach her to dig for food and make nets for fishing. They teach her to respect me. She understands the balance must be restored. But she grows up amongst the new people. She lives in a house. She rides the strange horses in my paddocks and skates, laughing with her friends at a rink they think is alive. These humans do like going round in circles. Amy's favourite thing is to eat with her family. At first anything will do. A barbecue chicken at Kingsley's or Chinese food at Noble Palace. But soon she longs for the old ways. She begins to grow her own food. We know the new people's ways are wrong. They are hurting me. Amy talks to her aunties and uncles more about this and researches what should be done. Soon she tries to convince the new people to change their ways. She organises clean-up days and shows others how to use digging sticks for food. She teaches her children about respecting me and restoring the balance. She's elected to a big house of the new people to argue her case. She tells her children and they tell theirs. But not enough humans are listening. Just as I'm getting used to this strange new world full of buildings knocked down and rebuilt, things change once more. Amy has left me. I don't think she is coming back. Do the new humans listen? I hurt. Not just because I miss Amy. The hot sun is hotter than it should be. I have less moisture. I am no longer the cold plains. There are less and less human friends. The animals and wild trees return briefly, but slowly they're leaving too. I feel lonely for the first time. Now I'm trying just to be bush again, but nothing will grow in me. I try and try and try, but something has changed. Something is very wrong. Something is broken.
The animals have all gone now. There are a few plants left behind. I think the humans did this, but they have gone too. I miss Amy most of all. Now I am close to nothing again. Wind swept and dusty. Little grows on me and nothing lives on me. I am no longer excited to be something. I miss being something more. But just as I have given up all hope, a drop of rain falls from the sky. Rich, healthy rain. I'm not so dry and dusty anymore. I have hope. A tiny seed, long dormant inside me, sprouts out. A tiny blade of grass. A chance to be something more again. Soon more seeds begin to sprout. Amy did not forget me. Her children did not forget. And their children too. And finally the humans changed their ways. Perhaps just in time. I'm becoming something more again. Perhaps it isn't too late for them to be something more too. I hope you enjoyed that story. A little shorter, a little bit more unusual compared to some of the others we've done on this podcast. That, uh, as I said, was released around this time last year and so doesn't feature in Capital Yarns, the book which brings together a number of my stories. So apart from reading online, that's the only other place you can currently uh, hear that story was on this podcast. However, as I said, there are a number of my short stories featuring in Capital Yarns, the book which... uh, I'm sort of humbled to say was recently awarded a highly commended in the ACT Writers' Centre's Writing and Publishing Awards for 2015. You can still get a copy of that book, although uh, stocks are diminishing, uh, at a range of retailers around the city, basically the bookstores that are in most of the national institutions, as well as Paper Chain in Marnica, Harry Hartog in Woden, uh, and a range of... um, other places around the city, including the handmade markets and dimmicks in the city. Thanks as always to Hashimoto for the theme music. Check out Hashimoto.com for more of their great stuff. But that pretty much wraps up another edition of Capriansa Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening. As always, I would love to hear from you, including to request a yarn. You just have to give me three items and you too can have a story like the one we read today, Togrenong, written for you. Visit www.capriyans.com.au to find out more. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time.